and welcome to Social Work Study Sessions. My name is Miranda Barker. The end of the semester is coming coming closer. We're drawing to a close. It's exciting. We have all of these big projects getting over with, papers being done, so it's exciting, but also I'm constantly fe- feeling buried beneath all of the schoolwork and papers to write. But I just did a presentation, a group presentation with a few friends on the Truth and Reconciliation Commission out of Maine. And I was so drawn to this amazing movement that's happening and I wanted to share it with you and hopefully we can learn more about this together and who knows, maybe you'll want to implement this into your state. There is so much information that goes into this commission, but I'm going to try to keep it short. So first I'm going to start out with talking about the history or the scope of the problem um, like we did in our presentation. And these are all facts that I drew from the Minnesota DHS out of home care and permanency report in 2018. So this report says that in Minnesota, native children are 18.5 times more likely to be placed out of home in foster care than their white peers. Additionally, native American children are placed out of home at 12 times the rate than their white peers just nationally in the U S and then Something that's really important to note is that our history in the U.S. is definitely very um, Caucasian, Euro-American centered. We don't learn a lot about the the Native American story. I mean, um, speaking from my own experience, I feel like most of the stuff that I learned about the Native American people when I was growing up was mainly just kind of around Thanksgiving and like, yep, we shared this first Thanksgiving together and blah, blah, blah. And so in general we really neglect the Native American story and their history, and it's really written by this white perspective. So despite the introduction of the Indian Child Welfare Act in 1978, we're still, I mean, clearly we still have a lot of problems and issues around removing Native children from their homes. So a quick history lesson, in 1879, the first Native American residential school was made. So it was a boarding school where children were systematically taken from their Native American homes and placed into these boarding schools for the hope that they would lose their culture, that they would become assimilated into um, like majority white culture. Then in 1958, there was a campaign for white families to adopt Native American children And then um, in 1978, that's when the Indian Child Welfare Act rolled out. And that's what, that's the federal law that says tribes need to be contacted and consulted before Native American children be placed in non-Native homes. There's a lot more to that law, but that's just kind of where we're going to leave it for the purpose of a short podcast. Um, Additionally, in 1985, MIFBO was passed, which is a Minnesota law that kind of um, was meant to strengthen ICWA. And I know that there are a lot of other policies and programs in other states that have been used to strengthen, strengthen the Indian Child Welfare Act at state levels. So I want to talk about some successful programs that have been trying to target this issue of Native children still being removed and this historical trauma um, in general. So the first one that I want to start out with was South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which the main TRC commission was modeled after. 
So after the apartheid period, Nelson Mandela was elected and the government decided to do this Truth and Reconciliation Commission in 1995. Um, This was meant to heal the country and bring about reconciliation of its people by uncovering the truth about the human rights violations that occurred during the apartheid period. I also wanted to highlight the stolen generation in Australia because while a lot of the discrimination and genocide and cultural genocide was happening in the U.S., Australia was having similar problems in discriminating and um, removing children from Aboriginal families and placing them in like boarding schools as well. And so in 1997 the parliament enacted a bringing them home policy the bringing them home policy included recommendations for um, funding for recording testimonies and stories of survivors of the stolen generation trainings for child welfare professionals expanding indigenous cultural and history centers increased funding for programs providing parenting skills programs and counseling and also monetary compensation for survivors and families of survivors. And then in 2008, there was an official apology issued from Parliament um, after this bringing them home policy. One quote that I really appreciated from Nelson Mandela that he released after receiving the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was... If the pain has often been unbearable and the revelation shocking to all of us, it is because they indeed bring us the beginnings of a common understanding of what happened and a steady restoration of the nation's humanity. Only the truth can put the past to rest. So both of these programs that I just mentioned really highlight bringing the truth forward. And then once we have that truth, coming up with recommendations and a plan for healing. So then in 2012 came the Maine Wabanaki State Child Welfare Truth and Reconciliation Commission. This commission appointed different commissioners. I think there were four or five of them. They hosted healing circles and recorded stories of native elders around um, the state of Maine. They then presented the state government with findings and recommendations similar to the other two policies that I mentioned. They really put a lot of focus on first we must have the truth, then we can have the healing, and then we can have the reconciliation. One of the social workers involved in the project said, There have been harms done from colonization that need to be acknowledged. Not that we in our lifetimes perpetrated them, but I've learned that we have benefited from them. So during this time in our nation's history, children were removed and abused, and then they become parents, and they didn't know how to care for them, so then those children cannot care for their children. So it's just, I mean, long story short, it's a cycle. It is a cycle of abuse and really historical trauma. And the trauma and suffering continues today. So this Truth and Reconciliation Commission really wanted to bring the truth out so that our Native elders could heal and there could be reconciliation. They also needed to increase ICWA compliance and they found that through the education of their social workers through this commission, their ICWA compliance increased. If you want more information about some of these programs, there's a new documentary out called Dawnland, and that documentary follows the main Wabanaki Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And then um, there's another movie that I just watched recently called Rabbit Proof Fence, and that movie talks about the just the atrocities that happened in Australia during the stolen generation. 
a lot of people might ask, why can't we just have reconciliation? Why can't we just move forward and move on? Because I'm not the one that did these things. But in reality, the truth has been stifled for hundreds of years. The Native community is still suffering. And so that's why we need to bring the truth out. And through trauma processing and sharing this truth can come healing. And then with healing and support comes decreased placements and child protection involvement and increased ICWA compliance with the education of child welfare workers. It's really horrifying to think about the things that happened to our Native American neighbors for hundreds of years and really only up until um, the 1970s. I want so badly to fix this and help this and um, move forward and I have just been really struck by how these commissions have really placed a lot of emphasis on healing and truth because with truth comes healing and for many of these um, native elders that were shipped off to these boarding schools or had their children taken away they they haven't felt like they've been able to share their truth and so um, one thing that I've learned through my therapeutic practice and through my classes is that with truth and processing comes healing and I think that the results speak for themselves and they've been really really positive please don't just take my word for it I hope that you will learn and research more about these commissions and what's happening in your own state and really more about the native history and the native communities in your own areas because there's a lot to learn from them and there's a lot that can still be done. I hope you have a great day. Bye.